back last February 15th, I did an episode called 5G Flat Coke. And in that episode, I talked about the conspiracy theory behind the TikTok algorithm. The conspiracy theory behind the TikTok algorithm was that it serves up different content to different regions. So in China, the algorithm serves up science and technology to make Chinese kids think that's cool, so they'll pursue those things uh, and it'll be popular and then make Chinese culture like sort of raise it up. The alternative to that was in America, it serves booty shaking and dumb stuff to nullify any positive effects and bring down Western culture. Now that actually was before I realized that the TikTok app is not available on mainland China. So I didn't actually know that when I was actually doing that thing. So we're talking, we're talking about TikTok in congressional hearings, which is, you know, peak content. Actually, right now, TikTok congressional hearing, probably, I'm probably a week late for that. You got to be like on it and I'm not because I actually want to see all the stuff and then talk about it. So the conspiracy theory that it's serving different content in China and America can't be true because the app itself is not available in China. Therefore, that element cannot be true. Uh, I, my theory was that different regions have different likes and stuff. So the algorithm is altered for each region, which makes sense just from a business standpoint. And a lot of the things I talked about in that episode of C. McBee was that a lot of conspiracy theories can either be explained by economics or the impossibility of having that many people just keep their mouth shut. That's actually the other issue that comes up. So before we get into it, TikTok itself. So the TikTok ban, this congressional hearing is about like, is the app spying on people, uh, trying to ban it from America essentially is what they were talking about. Why has this come about and what do I think about it? Well, it's come about primarily, again, because of economics. The thing they're not saying is TikTok is taking all the ad revenue away from other companies like Google and Facebook and all these other sort of competitors. It has just undermined them significantly. And no one's actually going to come out and say that part. This is about money. Four years ago, there was a congressional hearing about Google. What was the problem with Google? Google was making all the money. So they talk about national security and stuff. Uh, realistically speaking, I don't think any of that's true. They are talking about this company is taking too much of the market share. This company is making too much money. We need to sort of claw some of that money back to make sure it stays in American hands. That is really all this congressional hearing is about. So if your company is too successful and it's not American, I think that might be the primary issue. Does TikTok the app spy on you? Yes, but so does every other app that exists. So if you have Facebook, Facebook tracks you. If you use Google, Google tracks you. If you use TikTok, TikTok tracks you. There is no situation where a social media-based company or a company that's relying on their revenue via information is not trying to track you as much as humanly possible. So in the clips I'm going to play, they talk about how, you know, they, 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 it's all sort of user-based stuff. They are trying to talk around the issue that, yes, we're trying to get as much information as humanly possible without actually letting on to people how much information we have collected. So that's sort of the issue. So opting out is always one of the first issues. Like when you're given a new service, 
usually you're automatically opted into certain tracking systems. Uh, and then you have to opt out, which makes it that much harder because people don't read those things. They just click, yes, 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 yes. Move on. I want to play with my new app. You're usually agreeing to have everything on your phone tracked. And that's not a TikTok thing. That is a computer company thing. Uh, does it spy? Does it? Can it be used by ch the Chinese to spy on people? I don't know. I mean, honestly, it could. I know that your microphone can be turned on remotely incredibly easily by almost anyone. I know... Pretty much every government has a legal system to make that happen. Like basically in America, I think you just get a warrant and then if they can get the right warrant at the right time, they can turn on your mic, they can turn on your camera, they can see all this stuff. You see it in movies all the time, like they start listening in on conversations. That's not actually a hard thing to do. I couldn't do it. I'm not that technologically adept, but I know that the people who do know these things, they know how to do it. Should TikTok be banned? is an interesting question because I think if you have a government issued phone, I don't believe there should be any social media apps. I actually think if you have a government issued phone that you shouldn't be allowed to put any app on it that isn't already put on by the government. Essentially, you as a user shouldn't be allowed to use those phones, uh, shouldn't be allowed to alter those phones. That to me would be the most basic level of security. I read an article about a week ago. It was talking about how the Pentagon is struggling because people in the Pentagon are so horny, they keep putting Tinder on their government-issued phones. Is Tinder tracking you? Absolutely. It's got to use your location to be able to tell you where the other horny people are. So that's sort of the first problem is users keep putting stuff on their phone. I don't think it matters if it's TikTok or Tinder or Facebook or anything else. Every single one of those apps tracks you in some way. Every one of those apps could be exploited in some way. I actually believe if you work for the government, you probably shouldn't be bringing your personal phone with you into government buildings. But that's a bit extreme on my side. Uh, I know you do probably need to have stuff for like personal emergencies and things like that and contact information. So that's all very important for businesses. <laughs> Look at that, that peak I just hit for businesses. Uh, for businesses, I think, again, uh, if a company says, don't have TikTok on your on your phone. If it's a company issued phone, it's their phone, not yours. I think that's a fair uh, agreement to make. Uh, companies saying that you can't bring your personal phone into the building or whatever. I, again, I think that's kind of their prerogative. You as a company or you as an employee could agree and or disagree with the with the actual policy. That's to be worked out between individuals and the company. But I can understand a company taking that stance. Like say we have some R&D or something. We don't want phones that are going to be tracked or that could be put on or any sort of security in that room, in that building. I think that's a fair thing for them to make. Now, should TikTok be banned nationally in America? I think the core issue there is America has based all of its ideas and policies on the idea or the concept of personal freedom. So turning around and saying that you cannot use this app because the government doesn't like this app is counterintuitive to what a lot of these government officials say America stands for. So personal freedoms dictate that if I want to use a Chinese-made phone tracking system, oh my God, look at this, what I have right here. It's my phone. It's actually a Huawei. China's probably listening right now. So I just, you know, once they give me that boost and actually get me the audience in China, that 1 billion people, I'll be fine. I'll be making tons of money. But 
the premise is that if this is what I want to do as an American citizen, then I should be allowed to do it. That is personal freedom. If I want to carry an AK-47 with a smartphone tied to the end that has TikTok on it, I should be allowed to do it. That is the premise. Uh, Jade has just put that law in the U.S. is actually nightmare fuel. It could restrict so many freedoms. I mean, the irony is the clips I'm about to play as examples for for you know how bad these congressional hearings are is that it's mostly Republicans who talk about freedom the most, but then spend all their time trying to restrict others' freedoms. I think we all know that's true as an irony. We've all watched like The Daily Show and all these other shows, but why am I focusing on this? And it's primarily because in Japan, about four years ago, they had the Minister for Cybersecurity. And then he was put into place and then it came out in the news that the Minister for Cybersecurity didn't know how to use a smartphone. Not that he wasn't good at it, but he did not know how to use it. Basically, I don't know if he didn't know how to use like the fingerprint scanner, didn't know how to use a touch panel, something like that. But basically, he could not use his smartphone and when this came to light, everyone's like, well, how can you be in charge of cybersecurity if you don't know anything about technology? And he said, I only have to make decisions. So if I want someone to use the phone, I tell them to use the phone. So essentially saying, I'm so important, I don't need to know stuff to be able to govern effectively. But the problem is he's supposed to be in charge and governing uh, technology and making rules about technology, but how can you make rules about something you don't understand? So I went back and I watched the TikTok hearing, not the whole thing, it's like five hours long, but the highlights showed up really quickly. Uh, I went back and thought, like there's other congressional hearings where similar things have happened. So I went back four years ago and watched the Google technology hearing. And I wanted to see if there was sort of any overlap or similarities between the two. So let's get to that, because that's really the entertainment we have for today. Uh, so we have Mr. Jordan, I believe he's a Republican, and this is back four years ago when they do, they're talking to, oh, what's his name? Chai. Yeah. They're talking to Sundar Pichai, who is the CEO of Google at the time. I don't know if he is now or not, uh, but they're basically trying to find out like what Google does, how the algorithm works. Basically, they're very angry that when you search for things about Trump, all this negativity comes up. So the premise of this isn't about freedom. It isn't really about doing things the right way. This is primarily about the fact that every time we search stuff about Trump, uh, a whole bunch of negativity comes up. And why have you not fixed that for us already and made it so that Trump only looks good? Ileana Marillo is Google's head of multicultural marketing. Does uh, Miss Marillo do good work? I'm not directly familiar with her work, but uh, she's an employee of Google and, you know, uh, we are proud of her employees. Too. Your head of multicultural marketing said you were pushing to get out the Latino vote, paying for a ride to the, pol to the polls for the Latino vote only in key states. And you're saying that's not accurate. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, we haven't found any evidence to substantiate it. So she just made it. OK, so that's that's the first thing is this is you you, you swear an oath when you join one of these congressional hearings, that you're going to tell the truth, the whole truth, all that stuff. Um, but if you lie under oath, that's perjury. So he's going to be committing a crime if he lies. And this is the CEO of Google. He's not a dumb man. He knows what he's doing. He knows how this works. 
He knows if he lies and he gets caught, he actually could get in trouble. Now, I think the reality is congressional hearings, I've never heard of anyone getting arrested as immediately as they walk out of the door. Um, but you have our friend, Mr. Jordan, uh, at, the, at the speaker. He said, is this true? Now, Mr. Pichai has just said, no, that's no true. They haven't found any evidence to substantiate uh, that she made it up. Well, so that he was interrupted. Google looked into this and they did not find any evidence that what the congressman is saying is actually true. It up out of thin air the day after the election and wrote this email to your top executives and it's not true? Uh, congressman, I'm happy to follow up, but I think the employees today do their own activities. I don't want the follow up. I want the real answers right here in this committee. He's actually laughing at him like he's caught him. But what is actually happening is Mr. Pichai set up a pretty interesting uh, dichotomy. He's like, we looked into this. We didn't find it. Mr. Jordan did not accept that as an answer, despite the fact, again, if he could prove it, it was perjury. Um, But Mr. Pichai has also gone and said, look, these are people and they do stuff outside of Google. So maybe they did something outside of Google. Uh, that we have no control over. Again, that sort of takes you back to the personal freedoms thing. What they do at the company and what they do outside the company aren't necessarily the same thing. This isn't the dumbest thing, but the guy has, again, they've been fed information and the guy is just, Mr. Pichai has just come out and said, that's not true. Uh, There's really nothing you can do to follow that up with. As I said earlier, we have looked into it. We didn't find it. Did you push to get out the key vote? And and I, I would say the two most populous states for, for Latinos would be California and Texas. Did you push to get out the Latino vote and pay for people to go to the polls in California and Texas? We as a company didn't have any effort to push out votes for any particular demographic. That would be- So basically he says no. I mean, and of course, Google isn't going to go and push the vote on one side or the other, primarily because that would be a massive problem for them if they actually got caught doing it. And he knows this, so they're not actually going to do it. Be against our principles. We participate in the civic process in a, in a, in a nonpartisan way, and, and we think it's really important we do it that way. I have an iPhone, and if I move from here and go over there and sit with my Democrat friends, which will make them real nervous. This guy's already weird. This guy has just said, I have an iPhone, and he has failed to realize that iPhone and Google are not the same companies. And this is, again, sort of a, uh, an example of my point. We have people in charge who don't understand the fundamental nature of different things. So he thinks Google and the internet and phones and all of this is just one thing. He doesn't understand that it's different. Now, to me, the sincerity with what Mr. Piche responds to this thing, he says, does Google track my movement? Now, it's an iPhone. So iPhone, Apple, absolutely is tracking your movements. It probably has a map app on it and GPS and stuff. So it is 100% tracking your phone. He's also inadvertently uh, held up a picture of his granddaughter on, on the phone. It's his background wallpaper. Unless like that's like a default one that, uh, and he just doesn't know that kid. And he's saying, if I move from here over there, will Google track me? Now, the answer is Apple, probably the answer is yes. Maybe not over... 10 feet or hundred feet, but it's going to certainly know you're in this building. It's going to know the other phones that are in that building if they're iPhones for sure. But since it's not a Google product, Google technically has nothing to do with that phone. Does Google track my movement? Does Google through this phone 
know that I have moved here and moved over to the left? It's either yes or no. Uh, so the answer in this case is no. I mean, if we're being really honest, the answer in that case is no. Mr. Pichai is actually going to uh, respond to this more appropriately by saying like, there is the possibility that you had, let's say, Google Maps on your phone and Google Maps would track you because you would have let it. But uh, he can't get that far because the guy just starts demanding yes or no answers. When these are not yes or no answers, and if he is going to do yes or no answers, the answer is no, it's not, because it's an iPhone. Not by default. There may be a Google service which you've opted into use. Uh, and if So Google knows that I am moving over there. It's, it's not... It's, See, and he keeps saying like, this is like not a trick question, but it's because he doesn't understand the question or the answer. Uh, it's not a trick question, no. And he's not trying to give you a trick answer. He's trying to actually explain to you, if you put a Google service on your iPhone and you allow that Google service to track your movements, then yes, Google will track your movements. But right now what you're saying, the answer is no. Not a trick question. You know, you make $100 million a year, you ought to be able to answer that question. Does Google know through this phone? This, this man's hand is now shaking because he's so getting so angry that he's not getting, what he wants is the answer is to be yes. That's what he wants. But he's not getting the answer he wants because he actually doesn't understand the question he's asking. Phone that I am moving over there and sit next to Mr. Johnson, which would make him real nervous. Why would sitting next to your coworker make them nervous. This is a whole different thing. He's making it sound like he's either going to intimidate that guy or that guy thinks he's really creepy. I don't understand why him moving across the room to one of his coworkers would make his coworker so nervous. Uh, because uh, Mr. Poe is not that intimidating to me. He's a, he's a, he's a pudgy older man. He's got a little less hair than me, but you know, we're on the same path in that one. Uh, but I would not find him intimidating in any way. I don't understand why he's making his coworker so nervous, unless it's the way he behaves like a fucking psycho. It's his question. It's I, yes or no. I wouldn't be able to answer without looking at... Uh, you can't say yes or no. He's saying, I can't say look at yes or no without looking at your phone because I have to know what services are on your phone. But this guy doesn't understand that the apps and the phone are actually different things. He thinks it's just one thing. Uh, without knowing more details, sir. So anticipating um, what took place in 2016 happening again, and, and this is specifically regarding um, what Russia did to foment racial tensions in the United States, and wanting to know how you are responding to that, where they called for you know fake protest, uh, either to get African Americans to turn out to protest something that was fake, or to have uh, white supremacists uh, be ginned up to attack communities of color. Can I just say that I have not heard the phrase ginned up in a very long time, and I really enjoy the use of the phrase ginned up. I would like to see a lot more ginned up talk in my life. So specifically, what is Google doing to respond to that? We mainly saw, uh, with respect to Russia, uh, limited improper activity on our uh, ad platforms. But in general, uh, we, you know, we are not a social networking company uh, across the products we do. So what, what Mr. Pichai is, is kindly trying to explain is the thing you're talking about, the Russians in 2016 trying to foment revolution, trying to you know, incite protests and riots and stuff, that was done on Facebook. So this congresswoman maybe doesn't understand that Facebook and Google are different things, different products, different services. Uh, she may not understand where 
that actually happened in the first place. It's really hard to understand. In India, we haven't done well as a company, so we typically aren't connecting groups of people, and that's not how Google mainly works today. And so we haven't seen that kind of activities on our platforms, but we are vigilant and, you know, and happy to share any findings which come through as we look into it more. I do like that they keep bringing up China. Uh, Google's not a Chinese company. TikTok, uh, I didn't know wasn't a Chinese company until these actual congressional hearings where I found out that they're headquartered in Singapore now. But uh, we'll get to that in a second because we've got a couple more of these to get through. So again, this is trying to connect Google to China. And so what he's trying to do is find a way for Chinese spies to get through Google to America so that he can say that Google is now an enemy of America. In China uh, has uh, deteriorated with respect to surveillance, censorship, uh, and the like since Google first made the decision in 2010 to leave. So I want to ask very specifically, are any employees currently having product meetings on this, on this Chinese project? And when, if not, when did those end? Uh, we have undertaken an internal effort, but right now there are no plans to launch a search uh, service in China. So that's it. That's actually the answer. So the guy said, like, are you going to create a product specifically for China? And what he's saying is, are you working with the Chinese government? And Mr. Pichai has just said, no, no, we're not. Uh, but of course, that's not the answer he wants. So we, they have to keep going. As I said earlier. Are there any current discussions with any member of the Chinese government on launching this app? Uh, currently, we are not in discussions around launching a search product in China. Are there any current discussions with members of the Chinese government? How, how, how many different ways can you say the same thing? And how many different ways can you get this dude to say, no, dude, we're not, we're not working with China. We're not working with China. We're not working with the Chinese government. Uh, can we move on about this? Uh, we, you know, this effort currently is an internal effort. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to, uh, you know, consult as well as be transparent to the extent we take steps towards launching a product in China. And who at Google is leading the Dragonfly effort? Uh, it's a, you know, our, our efforts around uh, building search, you know, it's, it's, it's undertaken by our search teams, but these are distributed efforts. It's a limited effort internally currently. Will you, Mr. Pichai, rule out launching a tool for surveillance and censorship in China while you are CEO of Google? Congressman, I, I commit to uh, engaging. One of the things which is important to us as a company we have a stated mission of providing users with information. And so we always, we think it's in our duty to explore possibilities to give users access to information. And, you know, I have that commitment, but, you know, as I said earlier on this, we'll be very thoughtful. Okay, so he just goes on and just talks about how, like, like if we make a product for China and you want to look at it, we're actually going to let you look at it. That's basically all he's saying. Uh, we do get some more entertaining ones. Uh, this is, has to do with, uh, very specifically, I did enjoy this interaction. Right now, if you Google the word idiot under images, a picture of Donald Trump comes up. I just did that. Now, this, so this is it. She thinks this is, this is uh, them manipulating the system, which I do enjoy. How would that happen? How does search work so that that would occur? So for me... The problem here is that you have someone who needs to ask how search works. Now, I, again, am not a technology expert, but I do have a fundamental understanding of how search works. Basically, the more 
something gets popular, the more it gets shared around, the more it gets seen on the internet, that moves it up the ranks to the top of the search. So basically, because everyone keeps talking about how stupid Donald Trump is, when you search the word idiot, his reference is getting pushed to the top. And I'm sure that week he did something really stupid. We provide search today uh, for any time you type in a keyword. Uh, we, as Google, we have crawled, we've gone out and crawled and stored billion, copies of billions of web pages in our index. And we take the keyword and match it against web pages and rank them. She's, she's nodding along this whole time. She has no fucking clue what he's saying. Uh, when he starts talking about like they go out and they crawl the internet and spiders and stuff, she's like thinking of actual spiders crawling around in the internet. You can tell she's kind of already shut off just by the look on her face. She's like nodding, but I don't think she's paying attention at all. Based on over 200 signals, things like relevance, freshness, popularity, how other people are using it. And, and based on that, you know, at any given time, uh, we try to rank and find the best results for that query. And then we evaluate them with external raters uh, to make sure that, uh, and they evaluate it to objective guidelines. This is still part of the same hearing. And then iPhone has come up multiple times because you know all these Congress people are using iPhones. So because they're using iPhones, again, they don't understand that there are different phones. They think there is only one product called phone and it is the iPhone. I have a seven-year-old granddaughter who picked up her phone before the election and she's playing a little game, kind of game a kid would play, and up on there pops a picture of her grandfather. And I'm not going to say into the record what kind of language was used around that picture of her grandfather, but I'd ask you, how does that show up on a seven-year-old's iPhone who's playing a kid's game? Congressman, uh, iPhone is made by a different company. And I mean, that's it. That's all you need right there, is they, they keep running into the problem of... These guys just don't know what they're talking about in the first place. So how can they ask real and relevant questions? He's saying like, how is it possible that a picture of me shows up with negative language? My granddaughter sees that. Don't you feel bad about my granddaughter being told that I'm a piece of shit? But maybe if you weren't a piece of shit, that wouldn't show up on your iPhone. The thing that Google has nothing to do with. So, you know, I mean, uh, I, it I might've been an Android. I, it's just, it was a hand-me-down of some kind. So he's, he's now... Like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't an iPhone, maybe it was an Android, but I don't know. You know, as long as you do, the problem is you're not saying the thing I want you to say. So say the thing I want you to say. Uh, you know, I, I'd ask, you know. I'm happy to follow up and understand the specifics. It, there may be an application which was being used. So he goes back because it's not necessarily Google. It depends on what apps are on your phone. This is, again, one of the fatal flaws that these people just don't seem to understand. Uh, then we're going to move on to the actual TikTok one. So this is this happened like about a week ago or two weeks ago. Of course, it was really big on TikTok because all those people thought, you know, this is unfair. I don't think a lot of the people who were talking about it actually understood the issues at hand. Uh, but I think really more than anything else, this is about TikTok undermining the monetary value of the competing services, which uh, has pushed Congress into action. Can you say with 100% certainty that TikTok does not use the phone's camera to determine whether the content that elicits a pupil dilation should be amplified by the algorithm. So what he's saying is that, I, and I love this, this to me shows that he's been fed information 
that information is conspiracy level stuff. He has no fucking clue what he's talking about. So he's saying, when I look at TikTok and a juicy booty comes onto the screen, my eyes will dilate. And TikTok is using my camera to watch my eyes. And it's going to see if my eyes dilate. And when I see the juicy booty, my eyes dilate. And it goes, oh, we better serve up chunk beef chest and more juicy booties. Uh, and that'll get him addicted to this. And then we will have full control over chunk beef chest's life and future and all his money. Um, weirdly accurate, though. The response to this, again, these are CEOs. They are much, much more classy people than me. My response to this would have been no and just left it at that. And if he has follow-up questions, ask follow-up questions. These guys are very generous in their answers. That's because they're not really on trial. I would have treated this like a trial and just said no and not explained it unless he asked more questions that, and then answered those questions specifically and not explained anything. Can you tell me that? We do not collect body, face, or voice data to identify our users. We do not. The, the, the only you, you don't? The, no. The only face data that you get that we collect is when you use the filters to have, say, sunglasses on your face. We need to know where your eyes are. So what are you saying? That uh, if you are going to use a filter, which means you're already using your camera, they use facial recognition to find out where your eyes are so that they can put fake sunglasses on your eyes. They need to know where the top of your head is so they could put like bunny ears on your ears. So when you use any of those filters, they need to know what a head is and what it is so they can put things on the right part of your head. This guy, again, of course, that's not the answer he's looking for. Therefore, uh, it's completely unacceptable. Why that, do you need it, to know what the eyes are that, if you're not seeing? Why do you need to know where the eyes are if you're not seeing if they're dilated? Because the dilation of the eyes is irrelevant to anything because that actually probably, if you're holding the phone the wrong way, it's not going to pick up that information anyways. But why do you need to know where the eyes are? We need to know where the eyes are so that our filter works if they're not being dilated because that's irrelevant to what we're talking about. See if they're dilated? And, and that data is stored on your local device and deleted after use if you use it for facial. Again, we do not collect body, face, or voice data to identify our users. I love when they start demanding yes or no questions. The yes or no questions are awesome because usually the question is not sincere or, and then the answer cannot be nuanced, is more nuanced than what they're expecting. But they just want people to say yes or no because they know if they force them to a corner, it's probably a yes, but not really the way you think it is. As was pointed out by Chairwoman Rogers, you have regular contact with Chinese Communist Party Secretary, Mr. Zhang Fuping, who is your boss at ByteDance, correct? No. <laughs> so you can see uh, Mr. Chu has now gotten into sort of my, like his zone now is what I am all the time. She says, this is your boss. And he goes, no. This is not true. And her face is just like blown away. She's like, how is, how is that possible? And they, they, would, they constantly during this congressional hearing remind him about like perjury laws, despite the fact that he's completely aware. And let's face facts, that's probably not his boss. No. Mr. Chu, does TikTok access the home Wi-Fi network? Okay. So that's to me one of the classic questions that demonstrates what I'm talking about. Does TikTok access the home Wi-Fi network? Whereas any device you have, you choose whether or not it connects to the home Wi-Fi network. And if you connect to the home Wi-Fi network, it has access to everything you give it access to. TikTok by itself cannot access the home Wi-Fi network without the user saying or turning on the Wi-Fi or something like that. This guy, uh, Mr. Hudson from North Carolina, does not understand how home, net home Wi-Fi networks work. Only if the user turns on the Wi-Fi. I
it's the best answer um because he can't answer that question if you connect it then it's connected yes but if it's if you don't connect it then it's not connected and i do like that mr chu looks so confused by the question i think that's actually where he goes next i'm sorry i may not understand so if i have So yeah, he's like, I actually don't even understand your question because it's so weirdly basic. TikTok app on my phone and my phone is on my home Wi-Fi network. Does TikTok access that network? It will have to to access the network to get connections to the internet, if that's the question. Is it possible then that it could access other devices on that home Wi-Fi network? Congressman, we do not do anything that is beyond any industry norms. Um, I believe the answer to your question is no. It could be technical. Let me get back to you. Okay, I'd appreciate it if you could answer that. <laughs> so basically what he's saying is I have to maybe take you to a class and, and teach you about the fundamentals of how um, Wi-Fi and devices work. Again, because I, I don't know. Like, I okay, I know how Wi-Fi works. It's a magic beam in my house that connects to the internet, which is another set of magic beams. Uh, it's It's one in the air. And then my... A phone connects to that magic beam and through that magic beam, I can get to the internet. Uh, that is my fundamental knowledge, but I do understand that I have to tell it to connect to that A so that it can connect to B so I can get my uh, booty shaking pics that I'm looking for so desperately. Actually, right behind my head on the on the video, it's actually two gigantic booties. <laughs> I'm actually really glad that my my little face cover is covering that because that would be weirdly embarrassing. Uh, this is one of my favorite, uh, no, 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 no. Okay. The internet, Jay just put in the chat, the internet, someone else's computer either connected to you, but with a magic beam or a very, very long, very expensive ocean cable. Ocean cables are also magic because <laughs> how did they get there? I mean, you can't put a cable on the bottom of the ocean. So how did it get there? It was, it was there. God made ocean cables and we just connected to them. That's what happened. Anyways, it's it's so this this first part of the clip I've actually played previously. It's it's what he says after this because he didn't get the answer he wanted uh, because again he doesn't understand uh, what he's talking about. We get to this point. I find that hard to believe. It's our understanding that they're looking at the eyes. So this is it. He didn't get the answer he wanted. So I'm he's just gonna. I disagree. It's our understanding. So he's been told information. He said, I've been told this. I'm going to take my information as true. What you're telling me now, again, perjury. I'm not going to accept that answer. How do you determine what age they are then? So now he's switched topics. This is something that uh, happens in a lot of arguments, not just necessarily congressional hearings, but a lot of arguments where you've made a point, that point has been proven incorrect. So they change what they're talking about and they make it seem like it's sort of the same deal. So they're not actually wrong. We're just shifting gears. Um, We rely on age gating as our key age assurance. Age gating, which is when you ask the user what age they are. We have also developed some tools where we look at their public profile um, to go through the videos that they post to see whether... That's creepy. (laughs) So he's basically, again... The congressman here does not understand what age gating is. So uh, Mr. Chu is quite generously about to explain it to him. But basically, you put stuff on a public profile. We look at that public profile and see if the age you put into the app. So I said them, I told them I was 18 years old, but my pictures are only 12. Then they can actually say maybe that user lied about their age. 
So they're actually, this is a safety measure that TikTok, the company has put into place to try to make sure that uh, young people are not using the app incorrectly, let's say, or posting or seeing content they're not supposed to see. But the guy, because he said, we look at people's faces, he throws out, that's creepy, to throw that sort of tinge of color on the answer. Tell me more about that. It's public. So if you post a video, that's, you choose that video to go public, that's how you get people to see your video. We look at those to see if you, it matches up the age that you talked so to. So that, that is the end of that. So it actually calls into question politics. Not just politicians, but politics in general. Should people who don't understand a subject be in charge of that subject? So should I, if I become a politician, be in charge of economics when I don't really understand economics other than the most fundamentals? Should I be in charge of technology or making rules about the internet when I don't honestly understand the internet? I clearly, with my incredibly shallow knowledge of technology, because I do enjoy technology, I, I play games, I stream, I have a lot of devo- devices, I like make this podcast, and it's, it's, it's all bits. But if you, actually ask, if you actually ask me how any of this truly functions, like how does my voice go into the microphone, into the computer, through Twitch, onto the stream, and out into the world, I mean, it's magic electricity, I have no clue. Should I be regulating that? I actually don't believe I should be. Should I be in charge of economics and the World Bank? Absolutely not, because I don't understand anything about it. And that, to me, maybe is one of the fundamental flaws, is we keep voting in people who are politicians to be in charge of things that they don't understand. I am talking about a gigantic shift in just how everything should work. And basically, we would need... Not just technology people, because technology people might not be the best people to be in charge of technology. We need altruistic technology people to govern technology. We need altruistic economics people to be in charge of economics, those kind of things. Uh, We would need altruistic border patrol people to be in charge of the borders. And I think that maybe is where it all falls apart, because politicians, by their very nature, are not altruistic. Uh, Certainly. I can be bought and sold. I keep putting it out there. Doritos, you want to sponsor the podcast? Uh, I am absolutely available. It's not going to take you very much money considering how big your empire is. So like, uh, let's get corrupt. And yeah, magnets, how do they work?